So I figured we'd talk about some stuff today. Um, just with the general state of the market and where everything is, you know, we did a uh, update a while back. I'm recording this while drinking coffee, so I apologize for any sounds. I just got back from yet another buy. Uh, the buys seem to be endless these days, as everybody kind of knows. There is no shortage of people trying to sell things, um, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about today. There's a lot of people out there who, during the good years, during a year or two ago for sure, you know, they would buy anything at 70%, 72%, anything to make a dollar um, because cards kept going up every month and because the velocity that is the rate at which cards move. If I have 12 flooded strands and I sell all 12 of them every month, that's a pretty good velocity. But nowadays I might only sell six of them a month or I might only sell this really rare reserveless foil like an Academy Rector. I may go from selling that six times a year to one time a year. And now I'm stuck with a bunch of other Academy Rectors where, you know, I still need to make my profit margin. I'm sitting on a bunch of them. I don't want to sell them, but the price keeps dipping. And I'm getting closer to breaking even or losing money because I paid too much of a percentage or they're just not selling fast enough or even more people are listing things on TCG compared to before. So where does that leave us? Well, a lot of game shops, for example, one local competitor, uh, as far as I know, to the best of my knowledge, now just does a weekly budget based on what my customers have told me. And when they're done with their budget, they're done for the week. No more buys. Um, there's other shops who have stopped buying foils entirely. I'm getting more picky. Expect your LGS, expect people that you are selling cards to, to just say no. They used to say yes. Um, but now, because cash is king and interest is at a million percent for any real amount of capital, expect your LGS or the dude on Facebook who's always posting about buying cards to say no to some things instead of always saying yes. What does this mean? Well, we're seeing a contraction in the market. We're seeing shops with too much inventory. As many of you know, I recently flew out to San Francisco and negotiated a deal with a very large chain of stores out there to buy all their excess inventory. The owner, who I'm not going to disclose, basically said they just want to keep 20 of every card and that's it. So that means I got 100 of every card pretty much on its way to me right now, shipped by the pallet, because they would like to recoup their capital. They would like to recoup their space. We're also seeing this publicly. Not going to talk about any private deals, but publicly we're seeing Star City saying, hey, I got 4 million cards here that I need to get rid of uh, for warehouse space. Please buy them. And if you buy a lot of them, we will ship them for free, which on bulk magic transactions is not profitable at all. It means that they just kind of want their money back and they want their space back. So my best guess, in my opinion, is that Star City picked a couple million cards like any shop would. And this is just kind of the gravy from the collection. This is, you know, recouping their initial investment and they already flipped all the bulk. But eventually you do run out of space. A lot of game shops have been buying way more with how much Wizards has been printing. So it's getting much harder and more expensive to store bulk when shops are trying to move carts faster. Uh, with some of the larger bulk magic operations out there not buying anymore or paying reduced rates, it's a lot harder even for the velocity of bulk for not everyone to just have closets or warehouses or game shops full of bulk. If you need a good bulk resource, I would recommend TCG Bulk Kings. I have no affiliation with him. I've never done a deal with him, but he makes very good content and has a very good buy list aggregator for all games and the bulk rates on which everybody is paying. 
uh, Troll and Toe Drop Magic. Purple Mana is something that people really have not talked about enough. I think that Purple Mana's operation was one of the best in the business a couple years ago. They primarily dealt in Alpha through uh, the Dark, like old school cards. But they had the highest quality scans on the market, in my opinion. Their customer service was top notch. I don't recall having done any deals with them personally. I've definitely stopped by their booth at different shows. Um, but they just decided to get out. They're done. Uh, they could not conquer enough of the market from TCG player. Obviously, cards here almost threw in the towel. The money is just not there anymore, which means what should you be doing with your collection? Well, I can't give financial advice, but if you enjoy the game, continue enjoying the game. There's a lot of people that come into the shop locally. They have $20 to spend, and that $20 goes way farther with the amount of reprints nowadays. I mean, you can buy Leyline of Sanctity for a dollar. You can buy Leon in the Void for a dollar or two. You can buy a bunch of these enchantments that just got reprinted, like Aggravated Assault, for pennies on the dollar. Customers are constantly shocked coming into the, the shop, seeing how cheap some of these Wilds of Eldraine enchantments are. At the end of the day, it is a game. Yes, I do make an okay amount of money flipping cards, but you can make an okay amount of money flipping anything on eBay, to be honest. So, what should you be doing? Well, if you are not using the cards that you play with. You should be actively trading them for cards that you are going to play with instead of necessarily treating this all the time like a, uh, a job. Also, we're starting to see just people in general give up on Magic, throw in the towel, say they're done with the game, switch to Arena, accept proxies, and all this is going to also have a negative impact on the demand for cards besides how proxy-friendly even Watsi has gotten, or how, you know, little investment there is kind of left in the game relative to where it was a few years ago. Um, I'm also noticing quite a few collectors get out. If people have been looking at social media lately, you'll have seen that uh, we bought a set of Alpha, we bought a set of Beta, I bought a couple sets of Arabian Nights, I bought a set of Unlimited, I bought a set of Antiquities, I bought a set of Legends, and this was all in the last week. Also, like, some Collector's Edition and stuff like that. People who can afford these collections or take them on consignment, which I don't do, um, I don't know why, if the market is down this much, why you would want to take things on consignment the, if the profit isn't there in the first place. But um, coffee sip. Yeah, it's just real interesting to see a bunch of established collectors who collected everything just say Magic 30 was enough. You know, I'm done. Rudy... Uh, is getting quite an amount of collections thrown his way. Card Kingdom, which I may have just talked about, is also selling excess amounts of inventory for essentially pennies on the dollar. They have publicly posted, you know, a $100,000 collection where they want pennies on the dollar just to get out of the warehouse, recoup some of their money. And even the head buyer, the guy that's posting it out there, said like, hey, we just want to get rid of this essentially toxic inventory. So when you are negotiating buys with either your local card flipper dude or someone online and the card is kind of a toxic asset, feel free to haggle. I would not haggle your LGS as much. They kind of need your money more than ever. And it's not really worth it to beat your game shop dude over the head and haggle on stuff because a good LGS in a good year will make 7%. On, you know, let's say it's a small LGS, so you spend a million dollars, you make $70,000 blood, sweat, and tears at the end of the year. A medium one will make 4 to 5%. So they're literally 
losing money relative to just investing that in the stock market and getting a guaranteed 7% or getting a guaranteed 7% on a private loan or something like that. So it's not the time to talk to your LGS and be like, oh, you have this card in the case for $200. Will you take 175 on it? Because they're already taking a loss on it unless they're flipping a card every single week, which most LGSs don't have the consumer base to do. It's just really not worth it to become known as the dude that haggles on every single thing that you're trying to buy from a game shop. Game shop employees do not appreciate that. It's a pain in the ass and you're just kind of wasting everybody's time. When is it worth haggling with your LGS? It is worth haggling with your LGS when they have too much of a toxic product. So recently I had a game shop come in and they said, hey, how much will you pay on Commander Master's set boxes? Because we are so underwater on this product, we can't sell any of it. Uh, they don't, to my best knowledge, sell online, which is obviously a big red flag in 2023. And they just wanted to get rid of all of the boxes. That's something where if you go to your LGS and you see a bunch of set boxes of Commander Masters, probably feel free to haggle on that just because they probably want it gone by the end of the year for tax reasons, to the best of my knowledge. Um, so expect some pretty crazy Black Friday deals and some stuff that just game shops do not want to own. They're happy to write it off. So yeah, just a... Figured I'd give you guys a constant stream of consciousness this week about where the market is going, kind of what's going on. If you are interested in selling something, feel free to reach out to me at Missouri MTG on Twitter, or you can stop by locally, say hi, we can work out a deal. Uh, best of luck with everyone out there who's struggling through these times, who may be put in a tight squeeze financially. There's been a lot of that, at least locally, with the economy relative in Missouri, where I am. Um, but I'm hoping it gets better for everyone. If you have any feedback on this episode, feel free to tweet it at me at MissouriMTG. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.